Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Kurt Steinhorst. This is the third episode in a series we've been doing on improving productivity. And today's episode is really special, and I believe it's going to hit home with a lot of you. But before I tell you why, I want to give you a bit more background on Kurt. Kurt is the author of the best-selling book, Can I Have Your Attention?, and a regular Forbes contributor on leadership strategy. Pulling from more than a decade's worth of executive consulting and research in brain science, generational differences, and technology trends, Kurt has pioneered our understanding of the influence of human attention on organizational productivity and health. Kurt's unique perspective and entertaining style keeps him in high demand as a speaker with organizations like AT&T, Deloitte, J.P. Morgan and Chase, Nike, SAP, Southwest Airlines. I mean, the list is crazy. And I recently had a former Nike exec comment on a reel that we put out on the second episode and his direct quote was, Kurt is the best. In this episode, Kurt and I discuss how to create a routine to transition your attention from work to home. Now, I don't know about you, but since I started working from home, I have done a terrible job of this. So this podcast was really for me, and I hope it helps you. I used to have a commute home, but now I just walk downstairs. And in this episode, Kurt addresses this, and he teaches you how to create a routine to aid in this transition process. Now, just a quick heads up in post-production, we found that my audio got a little messed up. So please excuse that. The good thing is most of this episode is Kurt delivering high value information. And I just add a little color commentary. But before we get started, if you are a regular listener of the Blueprint Podcast, please take a moment to support the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are joining us from. And if you listen on Apple, would you please leave us a comment and review as this helps us reach more people on Apple's platform. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Kurt, I have gone from a career where I was at an office, quote office in sports, you know, like it was office field, but I had this place of work and then I would come home. How do we do a better job of shifting from work to home? And for a lot of us now, that's going from upstairs to downstairs and making a deliberate cognitive shift of, okay, that was work. Now I want to be present either with my family or just decompress. Yeah, this is perhaps the hidden but most significant challenge of the current um, vastly remote working environment. And I think it's important to first start with how our brain naturally works. And um, it turns out space is actually the single, the, the largest neural connection between short and long-term memory is spatial. We use space to um, remind us of experiences. I I'll often ask people like, do you remember the moment you heard about what happened at the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001? And what do, where do we all go? We go to the place where we heard about it. And so space cues us on, on to when I'm here, I am doing this, I am playing this role, I am acting in this way. And so this was much easier because when we were commuting, we would say I'd go into the office and I'd work. I'd come home and I would be at home. And now what's happened is the same place that we work is the place that we do everything else. And so it, it, I just wanna say it's natural that we struggle to transition at this moment. The other big factor that shapes transitioning along with space is time. That literally when you have to go from one place to another, historically you would, there'd be a time gap. 
And it's during that time that we naturally close one chapter and we open another. And, and so when I think about how do we transition, the question is, how do we restore the way that the brain naturally does this? And, and so if I'm working in the same place that I am living, or I'm walking out of my office, which is where I am now, straight into the living room, what can I do to replace the fact that I didn't get in a car? In fact, I, uh, I had a podcast episode called Ode to the Commute, because no one thought of all the things we would miss that a commute would be on that list. But it turns out people actually started missing that drive time. Sitting in traffic is better than not. I don't know how that's true, but it is. And so a, a few things that I would do is I would say, first, can you actually create a ritual that gets you out of your space? So I will do a 10-minute walk with my dog Right after I finish work, I'll do a 10-minute walk, and then I come right back to the same place, and I'm with my kids. Mm. Like just a physical ritual to get into a different space. But maybe the most important one is the ritual by which we mind the gaps. You know, we, we naturally fill every gap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work, 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 and then, oh, I'm overdue, jump straight into the kids. Well, we just carried everything. And so by creating an intentional ritual where we have a period where we close it mentally, and even before I... Um, we before COVID, when I would drive in, we had a rule that dad wasn't home until he walked in the door because they would hear the garage open and they would run out. And what I needed to do was pull out my phone. I would check my inboxes, multiple inboxes. I would check social media. I'd check my phone. I'd check my prioritized list for the next day. I'd check my calendar all for one simple reason. And I would ask this question, do I have everything accounted for? Mm. Does anything need my attention right this second? And by having those two questions, which the answer almost always was no, and if it wasn't no, then I would do it right then. It gave me permission to say, I can close this, and now I can move to the next. And maybe the this last is, thing I'll say, oh yeah, you jump in. Yeah, go ahead. No, this is beautiful. Like, I'm just thinking about myself. I don't do this right now. And I can see why it's so tempting to want to keep closing this gap but I haven't, done, I haven't done a good job of creating an opportunity for that. So this is really bringing a lot of awareness for me. I asked this question for myself. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe there's, there's this undergirding foundational premise that guides all of this. And that's that nothing benefits from your partial attention. And so if we can think that whether it's family or friends or something unrelated to work, if it's valuable enough to be worth our full attention, it's actually better for them to get less time, but to get our full attention. So mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to take an extra five minutes to close all the stuff that I could walk in to my um, family evening with, because they need my attention more than they just need some, you know, arbitrary amount of time. Full attention given for short periods of time has so much more valuable than continuous partial attention where whatever is has piled up across your entire day is all screaming for you and at the moment that you're supposed to be doing something unrelated to work. This is so helpful. I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about what my thing, my, what's going to be. But for me, I'm thinking right now, like inbox, Slack, check my Notion task list, take the time to do that then. And then to be disciplined to, and this is going to take some work, like maybe I'll go get the mail and then do a lap around the block and then that's it. And that kind of closes the day. And because my kids deserve my attention, my wife deserves my attention and my attention doesn't need to be at work. Like that's, it's unhealthy and toxic. 
If people want to learn more, you mentioned your podcast, Focus in Five. We'll put a link in the show notes. So if people want to learn more or they're interested in maybe having you come speak to the organization about this topic, where can they find you, Kurt? Yeah, so um, the, the consultancy that I founded is FocusWise. So FocusWise.com is the best place for resources. I, you know, I write a Forbes column, but all of that can be, and I have a podcast, all of that can be found on FocusWise.com. And, and you know, we aim to basically rethink the fundamentals of how we um, are hoping to achieve productivity and engagement. And, and, and until we put attention at the center, we're ignoring the resource that's ultimately constraining us and making sure we can't get there. 100%. This has been so enlightening for me. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you love this episode with Kurt, would you please take a screenshot on your phone and post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you post stuff. And make sure to tag me and tell me why you liked this episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.